It does feel like and you should say relationships. Well, that was what I remember. I used to mess it up, but I can't. Relationship. It's like pants. Is it really <laughs> pants? pants or it's a pant? I have a pant. <laughs> I hate the term <laughs> pant. It really bugs me. What? I, it's, it's pants. Just say pants. It's not... Do people say pant? Yes. They do. When they're not talking about a dog breathing heavily? No, they say like, I have a, you know, those are some, that's a nice pant. Okay, that's just weird. It really is weird. My wife says pant. Well, I'm not going to trash talk. I'm trash talking her on the pant thing. This is where the party ends. I can't stand here listening to you and your racist friend. I know politics for you, but I feel like a hypocrite talking to you and your racist friend. Welcome to My Racist Friend, a podcast about the messy parts of relationships that help us grow together. I'm Amy McKeese. And I'm Don Griffin. Hi, Don. And I'm Don. wearing pants. <laughs> That's such a nice pant. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Do you like mine? I love your pants. <laughs> um, it's nice to see you again. It's nice to see you again. I've missed you. I've missed you as well. This is, what is it? 2023, but almost 2024. Okay. Yeah. And we were last in this room together, March... 2020. Was that before COVID? It was It was the Thursday before, and then the next day I hopped in the car with my youngest, and we drove to Miami. I remember that. And got there, looked out the window, turned around, and drove back home. So, so we went through COVID. We did virtual. We did do a COVID. few. Yeah, Not we did. all through. Yeah. Until you, until you... I bailed. Bailed. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bail. That's okay. One thing I realized when you got the gig as deputy mayor was like you were the person i was talking to regularly but like just getting to shoot the shit with someone yeah especially during covid i didn't feel like i got to do very much and you and i had a regular schedule which was good because we could blow off steam and and we were good at it that's the thing i think we no i i mean it in the sense of just talking about stuff even though we were being recorded to be able to free yourself and say, this is who I am. Yeah. And I think that's that's kind of what's unique is that we allow people to, to listen, listen to, to us, us grow. grow. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So it, yeah. Because yeah, I think we, it's a, from the very beginning, we're like, we don't have our shit together. Like, we right. don't. Right, right. I, yeah. But that's okay. I was told, like, just make sure you're... Make sure you can do conflict if you're going to try to do RCT. I mean, I feel like I tried pretty hard to stay in conversations that, um, you know, hurt my feelings or whatever. When I try to articulate, like, okay, this is how to, how to engage in conflict in a way that's RCT informed or just in a way that's authentic be what right then i get stuck because i I really don't want to be in conflict (laughs) 
is really what it is. I don't want people to be mad at me. And I know that you have different reactions than this because because I, I know you, but like, I want everyone to feel good. And, and that's one of my own like Thanks. issues, yeah. <laughs> strategies of disconnection. The thing that I started into RCT with was that I loved loving my people. I didn't want to feel like I was too needy or too dependent or anything like that because I really cared deeply about my friends and my family. And RCT was like, you're not. It's natural to need your people because mm-hmm. it's human. And so that felt so good and so counter to a lot of what I was learning. Most of my classes were taught by RCT people, but then they had like a couple like old men that would come in and teach mm-hmm. like cognitive behavioral stuff. Okay. <laughs> and they, you know, they were still really fix your own thinking. It's your own stuff. You know, you don't want to create dependency. Like you don't want your clients to lean on you, that kind of thing. Hmm. Okay. Um, and so RCT felt really, really good because it didn't do that. So give an example for those that don't know. Okay. It's the idea that people grow through and toward connection. Okay. Like that we shape each other. And like, I feel like even since we did this before, I have an even deeper understanding of how we co-create each other. Like part of what makes, part of what makes this work with me and you is that we become, I become the Amy that is Amy with Don when we're together too. Our relationship is a thing. Yes. Okay. Yes. I can can see that. Yeah. That was the part that like sucked me into RCT. That's kind of deep. We're all different people depending on who we're with. We're different people for that part. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. I'm going to have to think about that. Like, I don't want it to come off like a um, being fake and like just uh, putting on a mask for each group, either for each person that you're with. I, I'm thinking like if, if you want to talk about like parent stuff, like that mom and I were sort of on our own for a chunk of time while my dad was in Okinawa and I and we shaped each other. A lot then like I remember singing with her in the car we made each other who we are yeah like and when I think of my oldest kid like that made me a mom like that made me a different person becoming a parent I see and becoming a partner with Kevin like that definitely has made me a different person yeah right yeah we we create each other in that way and I love that like that feels good even when you know i don't know you're picking up a bad habit from someone or something like there's a downside but like what i'm finding hard is you're right or you're wrong there's not really room for authentic connection if you're different on right and wrong like if you're wrong and i'm right and i'm i'm right most of the time yes then (laughs) then like, if I were with someone who thought they were right, it's hard for me to sh- say what I know they're going to disagree with because I don't want to be wrong and I don't want to be disconnected. Okay. I, I, I'm a pleaser. I've always wanted to be a pleaser, yeah. right? But as a deputy mayor, <laughs> I learned to just tell the truth. It, I, I had to have a truth first to, to be able to say it. Yeah. And I knew that... No matter when you're stuck in a place where no matter what you say, 
half the people are going to hate you and half the people are going to love you. You have to actually just stick to your conviction and say, guys, this is this is going to happen and this is why I think it should happen. Now, we can talk about it. Now, I know that's terrible to say. That's, no, that's not, totally no, it's not terrible our, to say. Like, I'm... Well, and that's the thing. People have some uh, some ideas about RCT that aren't necessarily. It's true. They do accurate. Like it, it doesn't mean that there's no leadership. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean that you don't speak your truth. And in fact, that's sort of what I'm getting at. Is I want to find ways. Like I don't want to hurt you and not know about it. Yeah, but and but within that. Yeah. We can still be best friends even if we don't agree. Yes. On everything, that's like, what, that's and, what that I'm saying. and that we're never going to agree on it. It's still okay. It's still it's still yeah. okay, right? There's still love. Love can be achieved even when we don't agree on things. And room, room to tell each other when we're hurt. I yes. think is the piece that there you go is harder. Like I think we'll be like at least for me, I'll be like I remember Kevin saying I was having a disagreement with a friend of mine, and he's like, "Are you going to talk about it?" before they go on a trip and I was like no I'm gonna wait till they go on their trip and when they come back I'm gonna pretend like it never happened no. and we're just gonna go on and that's exactly exactly what we did but you don't go on no not long you, term <laughs> you don't go on you're still stuck with that yeah. if, if you really love someone right mm-hmm. I think you have to tell them how you feel no matter you have to say look I'm telling you this because our relationship is too strong. You know, I need to let you know that this that this freaking bugged me. But I I, I want to move on. I want to you know I want to be able to put it out there. Yeah, so that we yeah. can we can because it might be a misunderstanding or maybe it's not. Maybe we're not. Well, supposed that's the to other go thing. On. Is they were not saying. supposed to go on. <laughs> well, I was also going to say like there's there's that step where you're like I have to tell you that actually my name is Anna and you've been calling me Amy for. 34 years. Seriously? No. Why did you do that? I've been calling you, I have, I've been calling you Amy forever. Yeah, because that's my name. I'm just teasing. Anna Clendenning? Damn it. (laughs) Of course. But, but like, if, if it's something where, like, you don't agree, and it's harder, and I'm like, hey, I don't like that you think this thing, and you're like, I hear you. I still think this thing. One of us has to decide to be like, okay, I'm going to try to understand this more deeply. And in order to do that, I'm not going to try to win this conversation. I'm just going to try to understand what's happening. Does that make sense? Yeah. I got an example. Okay. I've grown up with some very conservative thinking over, you know, you know grow, growing up. It, you know, I thought if you were gay, you were going to hell. One of my good I friends, yeah, I, she had not came out yet, but she had been to school and she had some really strong opinions about, she was talking about her strong opinions about this and that and this and that. I was like, well, I think they're going to hell. <laughs> and she was like, no, I'm serious. <laughs> I and believe she, you. And she I know was, I can picture the she whole was conversation so as part of it. so mad at me. She I was bet. so mad at me. And she had every right to be mad at me. And we we had it out for the I remember that night. We just had it out. But you know what? She remained my friend. How come? I think she loved me and she thought and I was funny as hell. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you were very funny. Uh, and, and I was, you know, I was still in high school, right? And, and, but you were she, just a baby. She must have had grace because she came. I remember we were at the union. We were playing pool. Me, her, and, and my friend Kurt, we were all playing pool. And and uh, I, I don't remember if we went to Noble Rock. I don't remember what we, but she said, Donald, Donald you know, I'm, I'm gay. But the fact that she waited for me, she stayed my friend and waited for me, and you know that that I, that changed my that changed my life. The fact that one of my best friends was gay it it opened up my mind to say you don't have to be Christian to be a good person. You don't have to be her having that grace to wait on me, and maybe we need to have grace on other people. Yeah. And that's hard to, I mean, that's hard to do. I'm, I'm telling myself that as I think about the people that I've just said, you know. <laughs> I, okay, I have a hair trigger if I'm worried that they're transphobic. But you should. Right. I remember you saying this on the phone the other night, along with like, I, I was picturing that <laughs> sentence on the podcast with like, Yeah. You should. As I as I'm I'm triggered on, on Right, but on. you're describing you telling someone I think gay people should go to hell and still staying in connection with that person. I know. I can't believe she did it cuz I would have just I would have been I would have been done with me. <laughs> well, and I guess that's I want to be someone who stays in the conversation. And I'm not in the conversation if I'm busy thinking of my next thing to say. You've got two roles, though. You, your role is you've got this RCT role, right? And that's the. Yeah. But, you know, when it comes to people that you love, all right, you have the role of protecting those people. And which one's more important? it's okay to 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 vent we just got through talking about being able to vent your opinion to right, let them right. know and when I, it hurt you i right right i guess that's what it is okay so i don't necessarily say that hurt me i say you're wrong and let me tell you why and then i try to list the facts or whatever if i'm out there um making like the rules for how we treat people here at the bcc Mm -hmm. Right. Then I think I do have like, I think it's reasonable to be opinionated and to to say these are our values and then hold up our values. Does this approach, you know, does this thing that you're saying match with our values or Mm -hmm. not? If it doesn't, we're just not going to do it. Like, it's not like I'm going to let it keep going. Mm -hmm. But in like the long term conversations, like if I want to bring people toward me in a, in authentic conversation, not in policy making or in advocacy, mm-hmm. but like talking to you know my aunt Shelley or who that's a pretend person. Um, Is it? I know that you have an aunt Shelley, <laughs> and I know you don't like her. she doesn't know how to play podcasts (laughs) anyway if i wanted to bring that person along Mm -hmm. i can't make them feel stupid 
which is something I think that even when I'm trying not to, I do to people. Okay, but maybe that's it. It's if you want to bring that person along. Yes. Is that person important enough in your life that you need to bring them? It, it, are you are you trying to are you going to tell me that everybody's important? No. Well, here's what I'm going to tell you. Okay. Is that the world that I want to move us into has, has a lot of people that have come along with me, <laughs> right? Yeah. That are that understand what I'm trying to say. Okay, we're about to take a sharp turn here. I don't care. Are you ready? We're fine. Okay. Let's, let's hear, t- okay. Um, part of the thing that happens with trans issues that I am really fortunate. I know I said this. Uh, I've said this before. I'm really, really fortunate that my oldest daughter has been willing to, like, stay in the relationship and tell me when I hurt her feelings and help me understand why. Like, help me understand what's going on. And part of what I've been learning about is essentialism. Okay. Okay. What's so that? that's the idea that something, like, something because of something about it has inherent qualities. So, like, the whole men are from Mars, women are from Venus, and if you make a man vacuum, he's going to feel emasculated thing. Seriously. Yeah, that's Basically. real. That's a thing. But... <laughs> Or that um, women are naturally better at relationships rather than we've sort of constructed this world, this culture that has resulted in these sort of types of people that are all humans and are all on this spectrum of different kinds of people, Mm -hmm. right? Essentialism is that they're very specific biology pieces. And this is where it gets weird okay Okay. because the research on essentialism like in racism is they did this thing where they were like telling doctors doctors in training this this drug works better on black men this is the best drug for black men who have this condition and when they did that those doctors were more likely to endorse racist ideas down the line and it and the same thing with uh, schizophrenia. If people were told it's biological, it just can't be helped, it's permanent, hmm. you know, like the, the really the disease model, then they didn't want to interact with the people that they were told had schizophrenia because it, like it was scarier. Like yeah. it's not going to change. There's essentialism when it comes to transgender stuff is this idea that a woman is, well, it, it falls apart pretty quickly, but you start with a woman is someone who, when they were born, the doctor said, this is a girl, right? Okay. And that girl grows into a woman and has the corresponding body parts and the corresponding desires and skills, maybe maybe not so good at math or like whatever the thing is. Wow. But that's what a woman is. And so when you dig into that, they'll they'll say that trans people are either wanting to be like they really like women and can't get women in the gender they are. So they're switching to. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? No, that's I mean, it's the same thing as like that. They're going to use the restroom and right. And so. See, that shit just makes me mad. Right. But it's sneaky, too, like the essentialism piece of it is, because it's also, we used essentialism to get marriage equality 
<laughs> right? Yes. Yeah? There's yeah. songs about it. Yes. So it's really messy and complicated. And like when I was reading about it, like one of my favorite authors was listed. I I have a tendency to talk with my chat GPT page. I'll be like, hey, what do you think about second wave feminism and uh, racism? And then it'll be like, have you looked up these people before? Because I've... So anyway, I said, hey, tell me about gender essentialism and second wave feminism. And the first person it listed was one of my, wrote one of my favorite books, which was in a different voice. Um, Not Judy Bloom. No. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know if she's essentialist or not. I know that she doesn't like J.K. Rowling, so that feels good. Uh. But but I, I was also drawn to that book because there was a part of it that was like, um, instead of like being told girls are worse because of biology, because you're weaker, because you're more emotional, because, you know, whatever the label was, I was being told in her book, I was actually more ethical. And I was actually more connected and responsible and loving. And I... Like that. So it was a women's empowerment. Right, that in, in felt your, good. When you read it. Yes. Uh, okay. But it still is, it's just a different face of essentialism, of women are this thing. Men are that thing. Black people are this thing. White people are this thing. Like, these are all const- constructs that we've made. And when we get too attached to them... We, we exclude people that we don't mean to exclude. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if we... I, don't, I think it might be too early to go into whether or not that whole... No, I can't do that. I can't. No, you don't have to do... You don't have to go to... We're just dipping our toes in tonight. I, I think we need to dip our toes into that. But I just... Tell me that the book, the, the title of that book that you, you... In a different voice. In a different voice. Yeah. Okay. And like her whole philosophy was an ethics of care instead of an ethics of independence. And it's cool. Like she was studying with Kohlberg, who did this moral philosophy thing that basically left girls out because they didn't quite make it over the hump into the like cool part where you only thought for yourself and didn't really care what anyone else thought. And she was like, whoa, I don't think girls are less than I think they're different. And then wrote about that. Um, and she did, like, in the early aughts, she released another book called, like, The Ethics of Care that was about how the patriarchy is actually a tool that hurts everybody, all genders, and sort of started to step away from an essentialist description of it. And now just released a new book called In a Human Voice that is apparently about how it applies to everyone. I was going to ask that. So yeah. so it, it does apply to everyone. In yes. A, in a positive manner. Or does, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. If I take up reading again, I will... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got a list for you before that one. Oh, really? So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I knew we were taking that right turn into essentialism because, like, it was hard for me to learn some of that some examples would be like while waiting for my daughter to put on makeup saying something like 
it took me so long to be mature enough not to need makeup. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. Because I'm still doing this dive because it's still really hard to sort out. <laughs> right? <laughs> Don't forget, all of our podcasts are just one continuous <laughs> conversation. That's true. It's not <laughs> like we have to end it, like finish the thought at the end of this podcast. We should end with this new one. We should end each one like... Just like that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I've been thinking about like how to have conversations about the first time that um, that our daughter like sort of was very direct in saying, I don't like that. It's essentialist and it hurts my feelings. I think both of us were like, why? Like, this is something we really enjoy. And this is a comedian. And it wasn't a transphobic comedian, like it just. But Who was it the was comedian? a joke. I, it on. was a joke about sex and about liking certain parts and about how all women have these parts and not all women have those parts. Like, and that's I what see. I'm saying about essentialism is that it, it, when it you start assumes, to drill down, essentialism like, assumes, doesn't it? A yeah, lot. Yes. Like, I don't have a uterus, but I'm still a woman. I mean, I'm. I don't bring home the bacon. <laughs> and I was. It's so funny that I was thinking of the same song. <laughs> okay, so I think think that that that's assuming that's that's saying that to be this, you have to have this, this, and there, like there's yes. ten things that you have to have, and that's not. There, there's the spectrum is just so large now. Yeah. It always has been, but we're just we're now naming recognizing it better now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because of that, it makes sense to me that our approach as humans should basically be okay. You know, if someone says this is who I am, who I am, you say okay, like because why? Why can argue about it? <laughs> right. Let people be who they who they feel like being, who they are. How's that hurt me? How's that hurt you? How does that Well, hurt that's you? the thing that is that is a little bit baffling to me is when people get like protective, but that's what I've been thinking about in how to do conflict in RCT is trying to like touch in with the parts of me and this is part of what I did this weekend that like we're so excited to find in a different voice. I remember vaguely someone talking about that some of these schools of thoughts were essentialist and believed that men and women were basically different but equal and had different strengths, um, and others did not believe that. I don't think I was certain where I landed in that whole conversation. I was like, well, maybe we are. You're learning from your daughter. I'm still half asleep hitting snooze on Hop Hop Little Bunny. And I think we just have to keep learning. I mean, I I know that I'm ignorant about so much. Yeah. We don't have it it figured out. That's how we started it. Yeah, yeah. And being curious, I think. So, like, the things I'm thinking are, like, being curious and also staying in the conversation. Having Giving people grace to get there with you. Yeah. Knowing that we're not there yet, that, that... and being able to name that you're not there yet, though, I think is also important because that's something I would probably 
shy away from because I wouldn't want to upset people. When it impacts my kids, I get a lot more assertive and brave. When it doesn't, I'm a pleaser too. Mm-hmm. Essentialist, man. Yeah. You blew my mind with that today. Do you want to hear the quote that I really like about it? Can sure. I tell you that? Yeah. Okay. Eventually, you can't help but figure out that while gender is a construct, so is a traffic light. And if you ignore either of them, you get hit by cars, which also are constructs. <laughs> which is from Nevada, uh, like a novella by Imogene Binney. That's, um, that's a good image. Yeah. That works. This episode of My Racist Friend is a production of the Bloomington Center for Connection, an organization using relational cultural theory to promote social change through connection. This conversation between Don Griffin Jr. and Amy McKee, LCSW, took place on December 4th, 2023 in Bloomington, Indiana, and was edited for this podcast by Kevin McKee. Theme music lovingly sampled from Your Racist Friend by They Might Be Giants. Follow Bloomington Center for Connection on Facebook and other social media platforms. You and your racist friend. I was listening to the old podcasts, and when I listen to them, I laugh in the exact same places that I do when we're talking, and I even snort the same. Like, I snorted in unison with myself at you trying to be... um, Superman? No, Australian. Australian, really? Yeah. yeah. Which, what, what, I, I don't know good much. Day, good good day. day, mate. Put something on the Barbie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> I can't even remember that. <laughs>